It is BS.show. Hey, soul sister. You know who that is? That's Shelly, but I don't know. I, I guess her soul's still in bed. She's not here yet. Anyway, I think she's out enjoying this beautiful morning. God, it's just nice this morning. Super nice. I mean, yesterday was almost perfect, a little bit warm, but you know what? Other than that, the humidity wasn't really bad. This morning, so good so far. We have a complete weather forecast coming up from Jennifer, and I can't say her last name because Shelly is the only one who's certified. She have to be, you have to be sure to certified to, uh, to give her name. 64 degrees right now officially, heading for a high of 87, so, and humidity is supposed to be low. And it's supposed to stay that way through tomorrow. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. There she is. Hold on a minute. Da, 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 da. Okay, I got to do this. Uh, where am I at? Okay, hold on. I got to do this. You hear me okay? I do hear you okay. And I am so sorry. I was out enjoying this beautiful weather. It's beautiful out there right now, isn't it? It really I'm is. It's just, and it's actually just got a little bit of chilly in there well it's and it's did got, you notice that yeah yeah it's got it's got that and it's got the uh what do you call it the uh the uh early early morning feel to it sort of that humid kind you know it's it always does. it's always humid in the morning like because the first day of fall or the first day of spring right and you know why that is don't you it's the first day of september you're right it is it's first day of september and that's the, the that's the the way it is right now. Six eighty seven percent humidity, so it's very humid out there right now. So yes, and it's always like this. Is it really? Yeah, eighty seven percent. I didn't get that. I yes. didn't feel that. Yes, yes, yes. Because yes. my dog was barking nonstop. And <laughs> hey, hit the. Anyway, by the way, um, I have to thank you for not posting much on Westplex.social. <laughs> no, seriously, our server crashed twice yesterday. Twice? Yes, twice. Yesterday morning and then yesterday afternoon. Uh, honestly, and I'm not kidding, too much activity. We started this new thing called Westplex.social. Uh, it is literally our own social media site. No. What's his name? Mark Zuckerberg has nothing to do with it. Uh, nope. So far, we've not had to do any filtering as far as you know people. Because someone asked me the other day, what happens if somebody starts putting you know, naked pictures up there and starts cussing and things like that. I go, well, it hasn't happened yet, but I guess we'll have to address it when that comes around. Anyway, Absolutely. Uh, so far, literally, the server crashed, and I'm thinking to myself, all of a sudden yesterday morning it disappeared. So I contact our hosting company, and the guy sent me back the email. Hey, too much activity. You know, the server locked up because you have... I'm going like, what? This is like only day number three of us really promoting. Because we really... It's been up and run, running for about a month now. And we've been running it sort of in background. And we really hadn't started promoting it till actually late last week, early this week. And a lot of activity on there. And it's designed for social media people. It's designed for people in the Westplex, specifically... So unless people infiltrated from New York and California and things like that, we won't have any goofy, weird posts about, <laughs> here we go again. You know, I don't, I get in trouble with my daughter. I'm not trying to be a jerk about this. My daughter is claiming that I'm becoming a, a non, a terrible person because I'm not an environmentalist. Have you heard what's going on in California? No. They're having another power shortage. And Are they really? Yes. They I'm, need to put some windmills up. Well, yeah, or something, more solar panels. Here's the interesting thing. They're telling people they're having, and it's supposed to happen again tonight. They're telling people in the peak periods in the evening between 4 and 9 o'clock 
to not use any of your appliances, not use your washer or dryer, and not use any kind of stuff, and turn your thermostat to the point where your aircon won't kick on, and more importantly, don't charge your electric cars between 4 and 9 o'clock at night. So here, once again, we have a handful of solar cars, or we have EV cars. And, you know, I read this, I read this the other day, and I don't know if this, if I believe this or not, because the number just sounds too low for me. Um, in the state of Missouri, as of two months ago, there were less than 7,000 electric vehicles registered with the state of Missouri. The entire, the entire state. I'm going like, how can that be? I see a fair amount of Teslas flying around the St. Louis area, but they claim there's only less than 7,000 Teslas are, are that majority of them are teslas there's other cars there's you know general motors and things like that not that many but the majority of them are teslas less than seven thousand cars in the entire state that are registered now the interesting thing for me is i thought about this the other day you know that dave what's his name from uh dave schatz mr super republican who raised our gas taxes no wonder he get didn't get uh, selected for house of representatives or senate whatever he's running for i can't remember what he's running for anyway he raised the gas taxes and they go up like a nickel every two weeks or something like that till the year 2092 when we'll be paying, you know, $3 a gallon in, in for the gas and $46,000 a gallon for taxes. Anyway, what's going to happen in most states when everybody does switch over to electric vehicles and there's no more, there's no more gas tax? Can I tell you how what's going to happen? What? You're going to be charged per mile to drive your car. Oh, you are not. No, seriously. Seriously, that, that's what's that going is so. What is that? What they've been doing? They've been Geico has been testing the um, those the those ads module you, that you put in, and it sits there, and it like. Well, those modules that you put in, and what it is, it's a little thing. If they, Progressive's got it, a bunch of them. State Farm has it, and they go, "Hey, we can lower your rates. We want to see how you drive." So you plug yeah. this thing into your... So basically what they did is they used us all as a testing ground. Well, they, you plug that into your OBD2 port, which is the OBD? thing that... Yeah, it, OBD. OB1 Kenobi? Onboard Diagnostics. And it's OBD the... It's, it's version It's version 2. You plug oh. that into your OBD2 port D2. under your dashboard, which is where they they plug in to check your emissions, okay? And what that does is it tells your insurance company... How fast you drive? See, your insurance rates would go through the ceiling because, you know, you'd be in, you know, you, you when you're driving along 70 and 100 miles an hour, they'd be going, oh, Shelly, we're going to raise the rates. Anyway, it tells you how fast you drive, how fast you accelerate, how fast you decelerate, because once again, that is determination of how careful a driver you are. If you are accelerating very rapidly from stop signs and stoplights and then you know, pumping on the brakes at the last minute and decelerating very quickly, you're deemed to be an unsafe driver. Also, it, it gives you G-forces. In other words, if you're taking... <laughs> Is no, that why I have no, wrinkles? Seriously, it gives you G-forces around curves and things like that. And it tells you, and they know how many miles you drive. So in other words, if you declare See, on if you declare on your insurance no. that you drive your car ten thousand miles a year and you're driving twenty thousand miles a year, guess what? They call you up and go, "Hey, you know, you know, you signed up for our insurance policy and it's ten thousand dollars a year, but you drove so far. You've it's only like nine months. You've already driven twenty thousand miles. Your rates are going to double. But seriously, this is what's going to happen. And talk about Big Brother, that all the electric car manufacturers are going to be mandated to have this 
information report to the government. And I am not kidding. This is not me being weirdo, BS, stuff like that. This is how they're going to do it because, like, for example, if in, in California the gas taxes there are through the ceiling, all of a sudden if those gas taxes disappear, because remember they're saying that they're not, not going to allow any gasoline vehicles to be sold after 2035, how are they going to pay for the roads? You build the roads because it's all gas tax. They're going to nail you on per mile. So in other words, if you drive and there'll be a charge, like like a nickel a mile or something like that, you drive 100 miles a day, you owe the state five bucks, which essentially is akin to the gas tax because of the fact that, but see, see, they complain about that too, because the government's complained about that when everybody started driving more fuel efficient cars, because back in the day, you know, you drove like the, the land yachts and you got like 10 miles of the gallon, you know, and you were paying a lot, a lot of taxes. They but just ooze down the street. Now you're getting. I had like three cars like that almost all the cars nowadays unless you're buying like you know big luxury car almost all the cars nowadays get at least 20 miles per gallon yeah they do not ooze pretty much what's your car get do you know Um, i i really don't know you don't know nope so i think the motor is under um which matured under you know under powered so in other words you're saying it's only got a four cylinder and it's not even a turbo well, that's good. It's it's I a I SUV. I don't think your car is a four cylinder. It does. I'm almost sure it's got a V6. No, it does not. Are you sure of that? Uh huh. Standard bet. I don't think I don't I don't I don't think your your car's too big to have a four cylinder. Exactly. In it. No, it has a four cylinder. I don't believe that. Brad. I don't I don't I don't think I don't think Mercury makes a four cylinder. It's not a Mercury, I'm it's Lincoln, a Lincoln. Lincoln. I don't think Lincoln they makes... They don't even make Mercuries anymore. I don't think they make a four-cylinder in their cars anymore. I don't think any of them have it. That's not true. I think they have V6s. No. Okay, go outside and and, and open up your hood and sh- shoot me a picture, okay? Okay. Okay, I want to see that picture. I want to see the picture of your engine, okay? Uh, okay? So anyway, going back to what we're talking about, they're having this, matter of fact, it's gone on for a couple nights, it goes on for tonight, and they think it's going to go through tomorrow night, where they're saying, essentially saying, if you don't save electricity in California, the grid may die. And see, this is what's really? so, well, yeah, this is what's so crazy about this, is already in the St. Louis area, we've got problems with this because they're trying to shut down the Rush Island plant, which is down there, I think, in Jefferson County or I don't know which county. I don't know. If, I think it's Jefferson County. Anyway, it's down south off of 55. And they're talking about shutting They were talking about shutting it down this month since we're in September. And then they say, well, and they don't have enough electricity from the other plants to provide all the electricity in the St. Louis area. And I'm going like, okay, think about that for a minute. If if there's like 7,000 EVs in the entire state, and let's go like five years from now when they're like, let's say there's 70,000 EVs just in the St. Louis area, isn't it going to really zap the grid at night when everybody's got their car home at night or like during the day when you're going to the charging stations? See, you know, once again, I'm not against this. People go like, oh, you're against the liquor. How much are they charging at the charging stations? You know, that's a good question. I don't know because... I mean, surely it's not free. Well, because if you want to hold it, this is interesting. Interesting story that if you were one of the early adopters with Tesla, yeah, you got free charging for life. Uh, I don't know, so many years. If you if you like bought one of the original, and this is just at the Tesla tar- charging stations, but I can't remember what it was that when you were like, and this they don't do it anymore. But for a while, if you bought a Tesla, you got free charging at the Tesla charging stations. 
Well, that was when it was like first out, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But you know what? Those are big. <laughs> I remember driving down the road and you on the phone and I'm like, Brad, what is it with this little cyclone that all these cars have on You didn't know now? what it was. It does look like it. You You're know. Like, it's it a, does. It's, and I'm it's like, a Tesla. It's the Tesla logo. And he's logo. like, Shelly, it's a Tesla. It's a Tesla. Is it? Yes. It's not a Tesla. Yes. Shelly, it's a Tesla. Yeah, it's Tesla's. Excuse me, sir, as I got out uh, you know, at the intersection and got out and knocked on his window. Excuse me, sir. Is this a Tesla? Yes, it is, and I don't have any change. <laughs> you know, the, the, the sad part of this is, is <laughs> think about this for a minute, okay? Uh-huh. What's the, what are the quickie marts going to do when you don't go there for gas and then go and buy a you know a bag of chips and a and a and a, and a, a chili willy or whatever you know what I mean I mean what 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 are they going to do and 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 for, they're going to put in charging stations no but but that won't make any sense why because, well be, here's the problem though let's say let's say you're really good at this okay you drive into the yeah. gas station what? you jump out you put your credit card in the machine. You know, bump, 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 bump. You know, you put ten gallons in your car. You can be in and out in five minutes. There's no way in hell you're going to be in and out in five minutes with a charging station. You're going to be no, there for. Not. You're going to be true. there for like a half an hour so at it least. So it'd be a quickie mart. It'd be. It'd be electro. It'd be voltage mart or something like that. Electro mart. It'd be not so quickie mart. <laughs> Let's not not so quickie not so mart. Quickie mart. <laughs> but, or there is no. There's not going to be a quickie. Well, see, the crazy thing about this is, the crazy thing about this is, once again, nobody's thought about all these things. It's like my favorite thing, the law of unintended unintended consequences. I was just going to say That's what it is. It's to the point where, once again, I'm the guy, and I can't remember what year this was, and I can't, I don't think the guy is no longer, I think he passed away, unfortunately. I remember. can't remember what year it was. You remember everything. No, no. It was, it might have been like. 2005 2006 we had this guy on the air at the old station at you know am 1350 crap back back then it was kwmo that was BS. it was no it was kwmo okay back no, in the day yes no 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 there's it was before shelly yeah okay before shelly okay and the guy was i think he was a retired college professor and he was he was an interesting guy because at the this point in time he was already like in his mid-60s and he was one of these guys that was like just in incredible shape and most of the time he either drove his electric car I rode his bicycle and he had like a really nice racing, like, you know, like a of course 21 he did, like speed. like a Caleb Hunter, Nathan Goff. Well, no, 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 no. He didn't have one of those kind of bikes. He didn't have a, he didn't have a, like a, um, you know, what do you call them? Um, you know, off-road bike or whatever you want, hybrid or whatever, trail bike or anything like he had like a racing bike with the little tiny tires, you know what I mean? Like the, and, and the carbon. Oh, the little thin tires? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and he had yeah, like yeah, the yeah. spandex clothes and the whole bit because he'd, he'd come to the radio station sometimes in his bicycle and then other times he'd come to the radio station on his, on his electric car. And it was, I want to say it was a converted Porsche. It might have been an old 914. Remember the Porsche 914s? And oh sure. No, you probably don't. Uh, anyway, don't. it was converted. It was con- it was something that was a little two door sports car, like 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 a late '80s, early '90s converted sports car. And he had taken out the engine and put in an electric motor and put in all the batteries. And and he drove this thing around all over the time. I used to see him all the time, and he's waving. Him. And I'm thinking to myself, this is unbelievable. How in the world? Does this guy do this when we got these big corporations like General Motors and Ford and Chrysler that can't do this? How is a local dude, you know, able to convert a car to electric? And now you see it all the time. Matter of fact, there's this there's channel I'm watching right now. This guy from I think he's from New Hampshire. 
He's, he's this bizarre dude. He's called Rich Rich Rebuilds or Rich Builds or something like that. Is that Bizarro World? Well, you'll get a kick out of this. He took an old Harley, like a like a late 90s, early 2000 Harley, big old monster thing. I don't know what you call it. Electra Glide or Slush Glide or something like that. Ultra Glide? I, some big monstrous things with like the bags on it. You know, I mean, it's just some... I had a bike like that. It just some boy. overgrown... That's what it was. A fat boy, Okay. And he stripped the thing down to the frame, and he's making it all electric. He's putting, he's got an electric motor. Did he he's putting, keep the tires? The yeah, tire wheels? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got, he That's kept, part of the fat boy. He kept he kept that, but but he's converting to electric. He's got the battery pack, and he, it's interesting. He he took the, the gas tank off, cut the bottom out of the gas tank, and that's where he puts the controls for the electric motor and the and the and the and the batteries. It's the it's the controller for the the batteries and the controllers. You know that regulates the speed and and also charging and stuff like that. And I'm going like, now hold on a minute now. If this guy can do it in his garage at home, how come Harley can't put out an electric motorcycle? You know, I mean, I don't, I don't understand. They you know, will. Yeah, Give them but time. No, the problem. They're trying to make it sound. They're trying to figure how they can make it sound like a Harley. Which is sad and because. Still be ele- Excuse me. Sad. Harley <laughs> Harleys are like NASCAR. You're okay. a BMW kind of bike, aren't you? No, yeah, I am a BMW kind of kind of guy bike. You know, the interesting thing about that is, can I tell you an interesting? Well, next break, we'll talk about this. There's a BMW dealership, motorcycle dealership that I go to from time to time, just to sort of take a look at the motorcycles and the ones that are really cool. You laugh just at as me, a aren't passing you? day because I have all this free time. Just, just. Just every once in a while, I just stop in and look at and look at. Matter of fact, when they used to have the motorcycle show, I used to go to the motorcycle show down at the convention center before you I had before you had to carry your AR-15 with you to go downtown. But anyway, you know, actually, somebody explained to me that that was a mistake. It was supposed to be Yachty or Yachty and. Um, <laughs> well, no, we'll talk about that. We'll the talk about the catcher and the catcher. The hands up, don't shoot. Was that a baseball hat? That was not. And by, if you look at it, I know it you know, looks. Big... It looks like a dude who's shooting a guy with his hands up. Yes. <laughs> okay. And that's I was so myopic. <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah. The... But then. Well, you're not the only one who thought that, don't. <laughs> I know that, but that really wasn't the case. It was. It's, it's the it's the cardinals. It was the pitcher and the catcher. It's the cardinals being politically correct. Hands up, don't shoot. Yes. No, the... that's not. It was. It's supposed to be Yadier Molina and yes. Adam Wainwright. You know, yeah. Yes. There's their their tribute. And somebody brought that to my attention. I'm right. like, and you know, and it's a hands up. I don't was sh- so my yes. It's a hands up. To, don't shoot that. First thing my mind went to, <laughs> and it was really offensive to me because we're trying to heal as a country, right? And as a community. And the Cardinals are doing the hands up. Don't shoot hat. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what I don't go on, Cardinals. It yes. was supposed to be the pitcher and the catcher. Yes. Yeah, that's what she said. Okay, 6.30, or what time uh-huh. is it? She did. 6.31. <laughs> Westplex 107.1, KRAP, AM 1350, 104.5 KSLQ. I don't talk about the fact that we're on three radio stations enough. People go, oh, how many stations are on? We're on 32. Us and Ryan Seacrest, right? Is Shelly gone? Something happened to Shelly. Anyway, uh, I'll continue on. 6.37, good morning. It is BS.show going to be a nice day today already beautiful morning if you haven't been outside already even if you're not going anywhere just go outside for a while this morning it's so nice humid yes temperature is just perfect and you will enjoy the temperature i guarantee you all sorts of stuff in the news today <laughs> shelly chime in for this if she comes back oh, by the way uh, i mentioned this again we've got our own uh social media site up westplex.social yes westplex.social 
it's been up for about a month or so. We're sort of beta testing, still are, and we've got some issues with it. And yesterday it became very popular. We crashed the server twice. Yes, it was down twice yesterday. And I'm not kidding. I actually sent the email from the server company to Shelly uh, because she didn't believe me and essentially said too much. Uh, you know, there's a technical term for what happened, technical explanation, but bottom line is too much activity. So we appreciate that. Unfortunately, we'll probably have to upgrade to a different server, which I'm not looking forward to doing, but uh, that's probably what we're going to have to do because we didn't think we'd have this kind of problem so early. Apparently, it's taking off because apparently people are burnt out on Facebook. You know, I heard the other day that, that um, what was I listening to? Listening to some marketing. I, I listen to all sorts of Another crazy radio stuff. radio station? No, no. I was, I was listening to a podcast. I was listening to these guys talk about marketing, and they're talking about how, I mean, these were like, you know, late 20s, early 30-somethings. They're talking about, well, none of us use Facebook anymore. That's It's Facebook. It's just gone. And Instagram, we don't use Instagram anymore. I'm going like, okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> did, you, did you hear this thing about, about one, you know, here, Donald Trump gets kicked off of Twitter, okay? He starts, yes. he starts her own, his own social media site called Truth Social. Have you heard the story that now Google is trying to pull the app off the Google Play Store? Oh, you're kidding. No, I'm going like, okay, look, the fix is in. We know that everybody, you know, we know the whole reason they raided his place, you know, and once again, people are going to go like, you're a Donald Trump lover. No, I think the guy has just been mistreated. Yeah, he's a goofy dude. Yeah, he does weird stuff. I get that. But yet, does that give you anybody a right to like persecute the guy for the rest of his life? I mean, if you know the story, the lady who is the attorney general for New York, she ran, it was an elected position in New York, she ran on the platform that if she was elected, she was going to prosecute Donald Trump and throw him in jail. Now, think about that for a minute. <laughs> You've got someone who is an attorney. She's running for the highest legal position in the state of New York, and her campaign promise is to go after a citizen and throw him in jail. Think about that. Now, I know it's Donald Trump, but let's say let's say Kim Gardner here in St. Louis you know, woke up one morning and goes, you know what, I don't like that Shelly Barr. And I'm going to go on radio and TV this morning and say, you know what, Shelly Barr, I don't like your hair. I don't like the car you drive. And you know what? I'm going to do my damnedest to get you persecuted, prosecuted. I'm going to get you thrown in jail. I don't care if I have to hire a private detective, that William Tisby guy. I don't have to care if I have to. I don't care if I have to say, you know, and, and, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, hold on. And by the way, have you heard this other story that came out? What? The story about, about, about you know, the ongoing feud between uh, Eric Greitens and his wife, Shania. No. Isn't, isn't her name Shania? Isn't Sheena? Or, no, Sheena. 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 Oh, you know what? You know what? It's really funny. The other day, I was driving down the street. It's this true story. I'm not kidding you. I was driving down the street, and I saw her. And I said, I said, I said, hey, Sheena, sing me a song. And immediately she pulled out a little, you know, she had a little phone and she hit the play and it went. Oh, just like that. That's your favorite song. Oh, and I go, that's Sheena. I go, Sheena, ask, tell me, tell me how you're going to get to work today. Tell me how you're going to do it. I'm sorry. Anyway. Man, child. 
you know how the when the primary was going on in last month and no oh, actually I should Sheila. say back Sorry. in back in July and then early August when we had the primary and all the ads were running, all the hit piece ads were running against Eric Greitens, and they had like an actor who portrayed her, and he took my son, and he took his head, and he put it in a vice, and he cranked the vice until my son's eyes bulged out, and then he took my son and drove him, drove him behind his car, drug him behind a car, and then he took my son and used him as a golf ball. Remember all that, the goofy stuff? Yeah, that must have been all the uh, Navy SEAL action he got. A judge, a judge has come out and said there is no evidence on either Eric Greitens' part or on Sheena Greitens' part of child abuse. The judge came out and said this. They did a big investigation, and they said there's I'm no— I'm sure they did. I'm sure well, it was over. But the They top. said there's no, and no evidence that Eric Greitens abused his kids. And I'm going like, well, no, hold on a minute now. How come that wasn't the headline on the Post-Dispatch? The headline on the Post-Dispatch was, and the headline on all the news stations, and tonight, new shocking revelations about Eric Greitens torturing his kids. Yes, he put bamboo shoots underneath their fingernails, and he, 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 he took a pair of vice grips and tore off their toenails, and this is what, this is what Eric Greitens did to his kids. Judge came out and said, hey, we did this big investigative report. We had investigators. We don't see anything. I'm going like, wow, he's, his reputation just got trashed. You know, I mean, once again. Hey, really? But see, I've told you about this. This is the crazy thing. If, and this happened years ago, during an election, if someone shows up at the radio station and says, hey, I want to buy ads in your station, you say, okay, fine. You have to sell them, you know, you have to sell them the ads and you have to give them the best rate and all that kind of good stuff. And then they give you an ad and, and you go back in the studio and you play it and the guy says, hi, I'm Joe Smith running for, for county dog catcher, and my opponent, Jim blah, 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 is a effing idiot, and he's a mother blah, 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 you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't say that on the radio. We can't stop that. Nope. That has to play because yep. you're not allowed to, to censor a candidate speech. The radio stations, we aren't. We're not allowed to. And years ago, there was a guy who ran for president, a guy who at one point in time, I think he lived here in St. Louis, Barry Commoner. This is like, this is old school knowledge. Okay, people are going to go, who in the world is Barry Commoner? Barry Commoner is like an environmentalist way, way back when. He was he ran uh, for the Green Party. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, I think he taught at Washington University for a while. And he ran a national ad that ran all over the country and it ran here in X in St. Louis. And he starts off the ad by saying, uh, BS, but not Brad and Shelley. He says, BS, 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 but he didn't use BS. He used the words. And essentially, he, and he says, that's what um, he died. He was born in 1917. He was an American cellular biologist, college professor, and politician. He was a leading ecologist among founders of the modern environmental movement. He was director of the Center of Biology at Natural Systems. Um, he was born... He was 95 when he died. And I believe he taught here career in academia. I believe he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, after serving as lieutenant of the U.S. Navy during World War II, Commoner moved to St. Louis, Missouri, and he became an associate editor for Science Illustrated from 1946 to 1947. He became a professor of plant physiology at Washington University in 1947 and taught there for 34 years. During this period in 1966, he founded the Center for Biology of Natural Systems to study the science of total blah, 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 blah. Commoner was the founding editorial board member of the journal Theoretical Biology. 
In the late 1950s, Commodore became known for his opposition to nuclear weapons testing, becoming part of the team which conducted the Baby Tooth Survey. Do you know about this? No. Do you know about the Baby Tooth Survey? No, but my little nugget has four toothes. No, you don't know about this? Seriously, you don't know about this? No, I don't. Okay, we'll talk about the next break. That was that that was interesting because you really don't know about the baby tooth survey? No. Okay. I'll 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 tell you it's actually I mean, to a guy like me, this is like nerd heaven. And what's interesting is I was a kid. Does that I, like is that like called nerdvana? Yeah, Nerdvana. Very good show. Nerdvana. I wonder if that domain name's available. <laughs> it, Check it, it before before we right. Somebody else before just, we end today. Yeah, somebody else just bought it. Yeah, it's six forty six. It is BS show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. And once again, I am proven right, and Shelly's proven wrong. <laughs> She's gonna get mad at me if she heard that. She's not there, so I can say that kind of stuff. Uh, anyway, BS show. Here we are. It is six fifty two. It is a Thursday morning. Hard to believe. It's September 1st. Yes, September 1st. We only have, what, three more weeks of summer, and then it turns into fall. Lots of stuff going on. Talked about this last hour, uh, about the fact that Barry Commoner, and the reason I talked about this is because once upon a time he ran for president, uh, and he started off his ad by saying, BS, 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 this is a radio ad, and according to the FCC rules and regulations, we're not allowed to censor any any person's uh, ad for if they're if they're running for president office so in other words once again if somebody shows up at the radio station and they, they buy the advertising time and they give us an ad and it's got the f-bomb and the s-bomb and the c-bomb and all sorts of words in it we have to run that ad and once again it goes against the fcc rules and regulations of us hey, using profane language but with politicians it's an exception the exception politicians are all the exception all the time okay and i mentioned the fact that barry commoner was professor at wash university and talked about the fact that he was he the baby tooth um, ran in the 1980 presidential election. That was it. Citizens Party. I thought it was the Green Party. Citizens Party. What is the Citizens Party? It's still around. And the interesting part of this was that he was influential in they called the Baby Tooth Survey. And Shelley didn't know about this, but those of you who are of older age might remember the Baby Tooth Survey. What they did was... The, what year frame, What time frame was it? This is like when I was a kid. Uh, baby. Oh, well, okay. That explains why I don't remember it because I wasn't born. Oh, I, I didn't even realize this. This came out of St. Louis. The Baby Tooth Survey was initiated by the Greater St. Louis Citizens Committee for Nuclear Information in conjunction with St. Louis University and Washington University School of Dental Medicine as a means of determining the effects of nuclear fallout in the human anatomy by examining the levels of radioactive material absorbed in the deciduous teeth of children. Founded by the husband and wife team of physicians Eric and Louise Reese, R-E-I-S-S, along with other scientists such as Barry Commoner and Ursula Franklin, the research focused on detecting the presence of strontium-90, a cancer-causing radioactive isotope created by the more than 400 atomic tests conducted above ground that are absorbed from water and dairy products into the bones and teeth given its chemical similarity to calcium. The team sent collection forms to schools in the St. Louis, Missouri area hoping to gather 50,000 teeth, teeth each year. I remember this. I remember I remember going to school. So they're taking the teeth out of the kid's head? No, 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 no. When you you were when see this 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 ticked off a lot of parents because of the fact that Is this when we is this back when we used to stand in line and get that No. You, Did you all do that? No, only in Sage. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh huh. So that I remember doing that. No. Okay. We would all stand in line and we'd get our shots. You know, don't you have that? That still have that scar? I've got many scars. Trust me. No, I'm <laughs> that's talking not about my... the shot scar that we got in, that's in not, grade school. That's not my only scar. I have many scars and broken bones. Okay. We all have many scars, Okay. Brad. The team sent collection forms to schools in the St. Louis, Missouri area, hoping to gather 50,000 teeth, teeth each year. The school-aged children are encouraged to mail in their newly lost baby teeth by colorful posters displayed in classrooms and reward of a colorful button. I think I got one of those. Over 320,000 teeth were donated by children of various ages. The project ended in 1970. Preliminary results published by the team in the November 1961 edition of the Journal of Science showed that the levels of strontium-90 in children had risen steadily in children born in the 50s, with those born later showing the most increased levels. The results of a more comprehensive study of the elements found in the teeth collected showed that children born in 1963 had levels of strontium-90 in their baby, baby teeth that were 50 times higher than those found in children born in 1950. So that's why my brother's so weird. Anyway, before... <laughs> I was born in 64, so I wasn't in on that. Before the advent of large-scale atomic testing, the findings helped convince U.S. President John F. Kennedy to sign the Partial Nuclear Test Ban Treaty with the United Kingdom and Soviet Union, which ended the above-ground nuclear weapons testing that placed the greatest amounts of nuclear fallout in the atmosphere. Okay, let me explain. Once again, Brad will put on his nerd hat, okay? They did these above-ground nuclear tests primarily in the West, in Nevada, I believe in New Mexico, and I believe even in some of them in Utah, okay? So they did these big nuclear blasts. The big nuclear blast had this big mushroom cloud went in the air, okay? The prevailing currents of the wind in the United States are predominantly from west to east. If you look at the color radar weather, look at this all the time, we talk about this all the time, that the, the, you know, the, the, the storms move in from the west, and in our particular instance, they move in from the southwest. So guess where Arizona and Utah and New Mexico and places like that? They're to the southwest of us, okay? So as these nuclear bombs were tested, all this stuff would go in the air. And the reason they're checking the teeth is because, and you're going to laugh when I tell you this, but this is the true story, the cows would eat the grass that had nuclear radiation dust on it you know from the the nuclear bomb tests right so it'd go up in the air and it would flow through the air and eventually it would settle down the ground the cows like in kansas and colorado and even missouri would eat the 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 grass that had this nuclear you know radioactivity on it and then they would go through their system and then the the mama cows would produce the milk and then the kids would drink the milk which had the nuclear radiation in it that's what they were testing. And I remember this. Here's oh, somebody's dinging me. Let me see if this is somebody. It's probably the smartest woman in the world. She's got the latest information on this. Um, she probably does. I know Mike got it and says, oh, yeah, blame the cows. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, blame those damn cows. It's all the cows' fault. So that's what Barry Commoner was involved in. And, and when you think about it, here we go again. See, once again, I talk about this, the law of unintended consequences. Consequences? Yeah, I'm sorry. I speak for a living. <laughs> At least I try. By the way, next hour. BTW. I, I have to talk about this John Fetterman thing again. This is driving me nuts. And I heard somebody yesterday say something that just clicked with me. And I'm going like, you know what? The guy is 100% right. 
Okay, but anyway, go back to this. So they blew up all these nuclear bombs. And the bizarre part of this is, if you go back and you can watch some of this old footage, that after the bombs blew up, the people would go and inspect the area. So in other words, right after the bombs blew up, these like senators and, and matter of fact, they say the reason that a lot of our old movie stars, like John Wayne and people like that, you ever heard this story? The no. reason they all died of cancer? Because Why? when they did all these Westerns, guess where they were? They were out in these Western states. They're out in like, you know, Nevada and Arizona, New Mexico, on, you know, out in the middle of nowhere, shooting these Westerns. All the nuclear radiation was out there. And they were exposed to this radiation, which was from the nuclear bomb tests, and they all got cancer and died. Because, because if you go back and check, like, all those 50s and 60s stars, you know, like the guys who were like, you know, all the, like the John Waynes and the people like that, almost every last one of them died of some kind of cancer. And it was pretty aggressive and, and, and nasty cancer. And they went real quick, which was sort of sad. And back then they didn't, and, and, you know, once again, law of unintended consequences. We've learned so much about cancer because we've had all these people that have cancer because of this crap. Anyway, we'll talk about this next hour. I have to talk about this because this really bothers me. And you know what? This show is all about things that bother me. Uh, it is. Like, it is your therapy. Like Ed Goldman. Nerd okay. It's 6.59. And I screwed up. Mm. Hold on a minute. We're, we're still and on. And I do the little head bump. Mm. We're, we're still on the air and I screwed up. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's 7 o'clock. Is that song about me? Maybe it's me. You're going to take your little finger. Maybe you're the problem. I'm the problem. I'm the problem. Uh, by the way, I have something important I have to do here. Okay. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? It's a song. Are you ready for what? this? What? Yes. Jack, can you hear me, Jack? Jack? Jack, I'm talking to you. Yes, you, Jack. I'm talking to you. What am I to him? Am I? This is my niece. She sends me, Christy sends me, a text and matter of fact Christy is a school teacher she loves it when I talk about how education is a waste of time and you should drop out of school right now while you still yeah, have I'm a sure chance she does like every other teacher you know <laughs> no can I do she says hey can Jack get a birthday oh it's a birthday shout out it's his birthday oh it's happy Jack's. birthday Jack so if she's my niece what is he to me is he my, is he like my He's your my Grand nephew, your grand nephew, or something like that. Is that what that yeah. is? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, this is Christy. Okay, Christy's not going to like this. You know how I have Christy listed in my phone book in my phone? I don't even want to know, and you probably shouldn't say. I will. Her first name is Christy. K R I S T I. Her last name is. Are you ready for this? Poop in underwear. <laughs> When Chris, is that like from a long time ago? When Christy was a little girl. Oh, this, that's how you remember her name? No, this is funny. When she was a little girl, she used to just walk into a room sometimes and she'd go, poop in underwear, and she'd laugh. She, <laughs> she'd laugh. She thought it was so funny. She just, just came out of her mouth. Just like every, just like you could be talking to about something and she'd just look at you and go, she'd go, poop in underwear. And you go, what? And that was her favorite little thing. She used to, and she's, and she'd always crack up because when people, when she said it, she'd laugh, and everybody else would laugh. Poop and underwear. So I have her in my in my phone book is Christy, P O O P I N U N D E R W E A R. Christy poop and underwear. 
So that's actually kind of cute. So, I'm sure she thanks you for that. Christy pooping underwear. The little girl that I used to walk around on my shoulders at Six Flags. Yeah, great memories. Yeah, Christy. Christy, you know, her and her two sisters, Nicole and what's the other ones? <laughs> Carissa. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, so you're going to wish Jack a happy birthday? I can tell you stories about all three of them. <laughs> Tell us a story, Uncle Brad. Carissa, one time my oldest son, we had to go over to Illinois to go pick up a piece of equipment. And I had a big big truck at I time in a big F-350 dually diesel pickup truck, you know. And we went over to Illinois somewhere, and we were in the middle of these farm fields. I can't remember where it was at. And the the farmer had just recently fertilize the fields if you know what i'm talking about and he, oh yes and he didn't use he didn't use the stuff that came in bags he used the stuff that used to be in cows okay so he just recently manured the feeling the field the fields and we're driving through this farm field we're like on a highway and there's farm fields on either side of us and her Car- carissa and my son are in the back seat just laughing their heads off about you know about that so then we go to get dinner somewhere so we we get dinner and they want see back in the day my kids all love doing this i always had pickup trucks and one of the biggest things we do was we go to like sonic and i'd put the tailgate down we all sit on the, the tailgate of the truck and we eat dinner okay that was like the big so you can tell what a what a what a how how much of an exciting guy i am hey let's go to sonic we'll sit on the tailgate of the truck my kids loved it so we're, we i don't know where we were someplace in centralia illinois or something like that so they want they're hungry so we go and we eat dinner and we're sitting on the tailgate of my truck and we're across the street, like we're in one restaurant, I think we're in a McDonald's, and it's shared like a common parking lot. You know, some of these fast food places have like common parking lots, and it shared a common parking lot with, I want, I want to say it might have been like a, uh, like a Long John Silver's parking lot or something like that. And there's a drive-thru, and nobody was in the drive-thru, and about every five minutes, the guy would come on. The, and there'd be nobody at the drive-thru. The guy would come on the speaker and go, "Hi, welcome to welcome to wherever it was. Like, welcome to Long John Silver's. Can I take your order?" And we're going like, "What's he doing?" So we would yell across the parking lot, "Yeah, we'll take three fish." <laughs> and the guy would say, "Okay, fine. Pull around to the window." And then, like five minutes later, the guy would come on again. Nobody in the drive-thru again. Hey, can I take your order? And we'd order something. Should I admit that? <laughs> too late do you know speaking of drive throughs yeah years ago when tiffany was a little girl yeah i <laughs> i know what he did so we went through a drive through and um i placed my order and then tiffany said she wanted something else so i said can i have uh an extra blah 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 whatever it was and he said you'll have to go around again <laughs> That dude make me go around the building again and get back in the drive-thru. That's my like me at the driver's license bureau. Remember when I, <laughs> remember I told that story a couple weeks ago because I lost my wallet and I'm at the driver's license bureau and the guy won't give me a driver's license and a lady comes up and a lady, I guess she was the manager at the place and she says not to me she's talking to the guy like I didn't I wasn't sitting right across the desk from and she says to the guy if you can't get him taken care of in the next minute um, he's going to have to get back in line again. And so she leaves and he says, I don't know if you heard that or not, but she said that if we can't get this taken care of in the next minute, you're going to have to get back in line. I go, hold on a minute. 
I'm sitting here working with you. What do you mean? In the middle of me trying to get my driver's license reissued, you're going to make me go back in line again? I mean, well, so you got to take care of this right away. God, I, you know, I still don't have a driver's license. Did I tell you this? I still do not do have. really? I do not have. Do you ha- really need to say that on the air? Hey, local law enforcement officers, this is Brad. Here's what I drive. No, I do not have a driver's license. I have a non-driver's license, which has my driver's license number on it. Because remember I told you this goofy story? I can't get my driver's license reissued because of the fact that it's it's the stupid. I busted my butt to get the stupid real, I, real ID last year. And the guy. And that does take a minute. And the, oh, you got to have this paperwork. You got to have blood samples. You got to have, you know, toenail clippings from 1963, all that kind of, kind of stuff. Anyway, um, the guy is sitting there at the computer terminal. Yep, I'm seeing all your documents. All my documents are in the computer because they scan them in. He says he can see all my documents, but until I present all my documents again, they can't give me my real ID. And because of the fact that I have a real ID, he can't just issue me a regular driver's license because I've upgraded to the real ID. They can't downgrade me to a regular driver's license. So I got a non-driver's license. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, I get pulled over. And but once again, I have the bizarre driver's license number. My driver's license number is only five digits long. And I actually had a cop one time pull me over. He goes, Are, did you fake this driver's license? I go, no, why? He says, your driver's license number is only five digits long. I go, I know. I got one of the original one because back in the day you used to have your social security number, it's your driver's license number. Remember, it's crazy, all this weird stuff. The government, you know, and 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 once again, and you want the government to take over health care? I mean, you think go to the driver's license bureau or the DMV or whatever you call it, the DOR, and think about do I want to be in line? And that'd be like, okay, like let's say they took over healthcare. And I'm right there at the emergency room. And the lady says to me, sir, unless you can prove to us in the next minute you're having a heart attack, you're going to have to get back in line. Oh, I think I'm having a heart attack, sir, unless you can prove. Now, the way you're going to prove it is if you start doing this and this and this, and those are symptoms of a heart attack, unless you have those symptoms in the next minute, you're going to have to get back in line. And then we'll take your, you, you come back up here when you're at the end of the line again. And if you're still having a heart attack, we'll take care of you, right? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> they're like that uh, did you go to the one over in harvester oh hold on <laughs> really uncle brad that's hysterical thank you he is really excited jack you're a hell of a guy you have a wonderful mother and i mean that sincerely all my nieces are wonderful people they have become well christy she's a teacher so you know I i won't hold that against her but <laughs> they've all become <laughs> I can hear what she's saying right now. <laughs> that was actually pretty cute. <laughs> anyway, okay. So here's here's the thing I want to talk about. I heard a guy yesterday, if you don't know what we're talking about, there's this Senate race, which has become very high profile. It's high profile because of the fact that it's Dr. Oz who's running against this guy by the name of John Fetterman. And you couldn't pick two more exact opposites if you tried. John Fetterman is this guy. And every time I look online right now, I just went online, every picture of him, matter of fact, the official picture of him, he's currently the lieutenant governor of New York. The official picture of him is, you know how everybody has like their, the dudes have their suits on, the women have the nice blouses and things like that in their official picture. He's wearing a black hoodie. 
This is his official picture from the, the state of New York, okay? Now, he's a little bit interesting guy. Why? why is he wearing a black hoodie? Yes. Because he's a weirdo. That's why. I mean, I'm t- I'm sorry. You think Isn't I'm a weirdo. Isn't that disrespectful? Yes, it's very No, it's it, it's being honest. The guy is just bizarre, okay? And and That's being honest. A black hoodie is being honest? I'm being honest that he's a weirdo. Oh, you think I thought you were being disrespectful? No, I think he's being disrespectful. You think I'm kidding? Here, I, I, I'll, I don't I, think you're kidding. Here, let, let, Brad. Me, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Pull it right here. I'll pull it <laughs> Why up. Why does everybody think I'm kidding or being sarcastic? Here it is, right here. John Fetterman. Oh no, I take that back. He's not wearing a hoodie. He's wearing a a shirt that looks like he's a construction worker. It's a it's like a a it's, oh a working man shirt. Like it's it's like it's like a. A, a gray shirt with button-down pockets. This is his official picture, 2019. And the guy, and I'm not trying to make fun of him, but you looked at his picture the other day. He looks like a super, like a villain in a superhero movie. He's got this crazy little weird goatee. He's got pointy ears. He almost has like Dr. Spock ears. And he's a chrome dog. <laughs> no, he, he, he does. Look at the picture. This okay. is so funny to me. You know why? Why? Because you never, I see you, Quite frequently, you never comment on how what I'm wearing or how I look, but yet you're getting down to the gnat's butt about what this man is wearing. Okay, I find that hilarious. Okay, but here's the interesting story. The interesting story about okay, Hunter. You're just going to completely disregard what I just said. His parents are very rich. He lived in his parents' house till he was fifty. Okay, right now he is. Oh, is failure to launch. He's fifty-three. Okay. For He's years. been out on his own for three years. Oh, they grow up so fast. He was the mayor of some city in New York. Um, he didn't make he didn't make too much money. Uh, so every year, his parents send him fifty thousand dollars. Okay, how would you like to have your parents oh, okay. send you fifty thousand dollars every year? I'm thinking to myself, my life would be really good if somebody sent me fifty thousand dollars every year. You know, once again, gift tax free. You get fifty thousand in the mail. You get fifty thousand. You don't have to take taxes out. Okay, so. And he bought, finally bought a house from his sister. Guess how much he paid his sister for the house? $100,000. A dollar. His sister gives him a house. No, sells him a house for a dollar. Okay. So this guy is the working man. Okay. This guy is like the working man. Okay. So, okay. It, <laughs> it's sort of weird to begin with. So back, I guess back in, is it back in May, June, something like that? He has a, a, a really nasty stroke. Almost kills him, okay? I'm so sorry for that. And he's not in good shape. He can't put two words together. And and yesterday he made another appearance. He won't debate. He won't debate Dr. Oz. He shows up. He's Nobody's seen him for like up until like a couple weeks ago. Nobody's seen him for like two months. He's like, you know, like doing the Joe Biden thing down his basement, you know. And And so yesterday I hear a guy do a commentary on this and he says and you're going to get mad when i say this but i'm thinking to myself i couldn't agree more and the guy starts off his commentary he says remember when we used to have great orators who are our leaders remember john f kennedy remember barack obama and he goes through this whole thing remember franklin delano roosevelt well when they got in front of the microphone they gave these incredible speeches he says look who we have now we have Joe Biden, who can't put two words together. We have Kamala Harris. We have we have Mitch McConnell, 
talks like that, talk Miss Miss McConnell. Stop and it. He does. He talks like I'm talks like, uh, Miss McConnell will talk like that. Okay, we got it. And now, and, it. and the guy says, now we have John Fetterman. And he says, I know I'm going to take grief because of the fact you have a stroke. And his point was, like, and you work, you used to work, and I'll make this point with you, and you're not going to like it. Shelly worked for the FAA, and her husband worked for the FAA. How long did your husband work for the FAA? Long time, wasn't it? Like well, he worked 40 for years? the federal government for about 33 years. But how long is it with the FAA? Um, well, I met him, so it was about, uh, like about 28 years. Okay, almost 30 years. Okay, and at one point in time, he was like one of the top dudes in St. Louis for the FAA, right? Yes. Okay, he's retired. Okay, now, you and I have talked about this before. If you're an air traffic controller for the FAA, mandatory retirement at, what is it, 56? I don't know because mandatory retirement was not in technical operations. Well, but We didn't have a mandatory retirement. Let me see if I can find it. I believe it's 56. Because... There was a gentleman that actually, his name is Jesse Aravella, wonderful man, and he worked until he was... Gosh, he was a very young man, but he was 70. But he wasn't an air traffic controller. No, air technical operations, airways facilities, they don't have a mandatory retirement. At least they didn't when we were in. I believe it's 56 because one of my sons was in Cub Scouts with another her father who was a uh, age 56. Yes, a contract. Uh, under FA research, blah, 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 air traffic controller specialists are required to retire at age 56. Okay, I will tell you a personal story that once upon a time, remember I told you I was a police dispatcher, right? And you always say, yep. I never said it. So in one point in time, my last year of working, actually my last year and a half working for the police department, I was the head dispatcher. And I was Aww. responsible for, for hiring the other dispatchers. And we hired a dispatcher who we thought was going to be really good. And one of the lieutenants one night said to me, he says, you got to get rid of blah, blah, blah. Won't say his name. I go, what do you mean? He says, we have to get rid of him. I go, what do you mean? He says, he's dyslexic. And I go, and the problem with that is, and this is interesting. He says, the other night I called in a license plate number and he wrote it down wrong and he, and he, and he read it back to me. But when he wrote it down, he transposed a couple of the letters and a couple of the numbers. And I ran, the dispatcher ran it the wrong way, and it came back as stolen. True story. Just, I mean, what are the odds of that? You know, you pull somebody over, you give a license plate number, you give the license plate number to the dispatcher. The dispatcher writes it down, but he writes it down incorrectly. He transposes letters and, and runs it in the computer, transposed, and by you know weird, strange luck, the license number, which was not the license plate number that the cop had pulled over, was stolen. So they initiate a felony stop, and then they turn out it's not the right license number because he wrote it down wrong. So I'm going like... Didn't that happen to you? No, no, it's, uh, there's, a, there's a whole weird thing with me. Okay, but anyway, let me, let me finish this story. Let me, <laughs> okay, let, let me finish so in this other story. words, be quiet. So I go to my boss, who's the captain. And I go, I think we have a problem. Lieutenant so-and-so told me the story the other night. He says, I know about what happened. He says, we're going to have to have him tested. So they tested this guy, and sure enough, he's dyslexic. 
he like in his brain, you know, like he could look at something like, let's say it said A, B, C, D, E, F, G in his brain. He saw A, B, C, D, E, F, G, but he wrote down A, C, B, D, E, F, Q. You know what I mean? And it was just this weird thing. And we had to let him go because once again, here's a guy who at some point in time could have the life of police officers in his hands. Get what I'm saying? I mean, yes, he's this now today's day and age. You couldn't do that. You would have I, to make accommodations. I don't know. Well, but OK, coming back it's to this. True. Thing, let's coming back to John Fetterman. The guy can't talk. He can't, and here he's going to be one of 50, if he gets elected the senators, one of 50 senators who essentially holds the fate of our country in his hands. I say... So does does Biden. What does that say? But once again, my point, this guy said it. You know, once again, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, John Fetterman, Mitch McConnell, people like that. What happened to these great orators? I mean, like, give me back Barack Obama. You know, put Barack Obama back in the in the in because he was an eloquent. He was, you know, when he spoke, you went like, wow, that guy can give a speech. Remember when he got elect, when he got uh, uh, nominated for the Democratic thing? They had it like in Chicago, and they had like this. Yes, I do. Set, and they had like the Greek columns, and he gave this super inspiring speech. Give me back Ronald Reagan, who when he gets oh, up there yes. and he talks, you're going like, I mean, I can remember listening to Ronald Reagan and going like, God. This guy makes me proud to be an American. You know? I yes. Mean, I'm telling he you. He was a friend of my dad's. I know that sounds corny as hell. I'm no, sorry. No, it doesn't. That's the way I felt. Because when I heard Barack Obama, you know, Ronald Reagan, you know, and, and some of these people, you know, I mean, I'm going, instead we got these mumble mouths who can't part two words together. And once again, Biden, Biden's got a big thing tonight where he's going to call the the, the Republicans, he's going to call them, you know, mother, uh, you know, abusers, and he's going to call the Republicans weirdos, and he's going to say that 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 uh, uh, Trump had the nuclear launch codes down in his house in Mar-a-Lago, and he's trying to launch missiles against the the DC. I'm going okay, enough's enough. You know, give me the inspire, even to the point where even George Bush number one, what was it? He said his speech where he said. Oh, I think where he said he says we're the sh- we're the shiny the shiny city on the hill, you know this is America we're the shiny city on the hill or whatever something like that. I'm going like instead of these mumble mouths and I heard this thing John Fetterman. I'm thinking to myself, I have I just listened to two minutes. I have no idea what he said. It was that bad. It was to the point where if I just if I just decided you know if I just and you know and and look I'll talk I'll be upfront about this. A year ago, and you know this story because I called you a year ago after I had my second coronavirus uh, shot, you know, my vaccine, there was a week I could not talk right. Remember that? Yeah, I do. And I, you, you made the appointment for me. Did you made, we have the same doctor, doctor, Dr. Weikert, who's the world's best doctor. And he truly is. You made just an, a good soul. You made an appointment for me. I know you did. I remember this. You made an yes, appointment. Yes, I did. For me and you said you need to go see Doctor Weikert. And I went and saw him. And it was like the first shot, I had no problem. Second shot, I'm going like I think my career is done. I can't talk anymore. I can't put two words together anymore. And it was right after I had my second shot. He did all sorts of tests on me, and he said, "I know what's wrong with you." And I go, what's that? He says, you have Shelly-itis. You're around Shelly too much. I go, oh, my God, that's I what it is. I you were going to say something like that. 
Do I know you or what? I was just waiting. <laughs> no, just but, sitting and waiting. But I'm thinking to myself, once again, we had a guy who was a police dispatcher. We had to let go because he was dyslexic and he could not do his job. Air traffic controllers have to retire at 56 because they've done a study that shows that after they And they have to be – they can't be a certain age to apply. Right, and they have to get – they have to have yeah. physicals all the time. If you're a truck driver yeah, – If you're a truck driver who has a CDL, you know, you have to get, you know, a physical every so often. If you're an airplane pilot, you fly for like any of the airlines under the ATP rules, you have to get a physical every so often. I a remember, DOT physical. Right, a DOT – all these physicals. You have to yep. be physically able to do the job. Why do we have people running the country who aren't physically or mentally able to do the job? I'm sorry. Somebody's going to say, well, you're being terrible to Biden. I'm I'm sorry. The guy can't put two words together. And here we got And they're it. exploiting him, and, and that really and, makes And here's mad. the crazy thing. Now, now because, because Oz is losing, he's like losing by double digits. So is now, he? Yes, yes. He's losing in the polls. Okay, so now— Is he being a man about it, or is he being a crybaby? Now, now— Oz is starting to bring up the fact he's not said anything about this Fetterman's, you know, condition. Now he's talking about it, and people go. Matter of fact, I got an article right here, Philadelphia Inquirer, which is in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia Inquirer, right here talking about. Here, let me, I just cleared it. Let me find it again. Uh, the article is. To, um, what did I do with? Yeah, here it is, Philadelphia Inquirer. The the title is Oz campaigns dials up attacks on Fetterman after he rejects first PA Senate race, and it talks about. Um, the Oz campaign early in the day released a list dripping with sarcasm of concessions they grant Fetterman regarding debates. Quote, Dr. Oz promises not to intentionally hurt John's feeling at any point. We will allow John to have all his notes in front of him along with an earpiece so he can have answers given to him by his staff in real time. We'll pay for any additional medical personnel he might need to have, to have on standby. I'm going like, okay, I get it. It's called making accommodations reasonable, but accommodations once for again, somebody who is not a hundred percent if you get on a plane and you're sitting right there in the, in the in the seat and you see the pilot gets on and the pilot gets on in a walker and he's got like mr magoo glasses on and you're going you remember he, he said the young people don't know who mr magoo is kids look up mr <laughs> magoo <laughs> you'll see what i'm talking about and you're going like i don't know if i want to be on this plane i don't know if i want to have this guy fly me get what i'm saying and yeah. you can say, well, we have to make accommodations for him. Okay. Okay. Then if we have to make accommodations for him, how come I, I can't pitch for the Cardinals? How come I can't be a pitcher for the Cardinals? Tell me why I can't be a pitcher for the Cardinals. Go ahead. Tell me. Can you run? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I'm old. What are they going to do? Put you in a scooter? <laughs> so, or once again, see, here's the bizarre part of this is. We we love these athletes until they start to go bad. You listen to ESPN. That's listen, with anything. No, no, listen to ESPN 101. You like it could be you know if Albert Pujols doesn't have a home run for three days, people go, like, yeah, I don't know why we hired that Albert Pujols back. The guy's the guy's terrible. He can't hit a foot fastball, and he's terrible. I don't know why. And he divorced his wife. He's terrible. Get rid of him. And then Once the guy he got here and and um state that's not california <laughs> right and then the guy hits two home runs and the next day on espn 101 the same guy oh my god i'm so glad we got ja pull holes back it's so great to see him hit home runs see once again whether we want it to admit it or not we're hypocritical because in one form of our life 
we have the meritocracy thing going on. We want the best people on the field. They're playing for the Blues, playing for the Cardinals, the best people on the ice rink playing for the Blues. We don't want some guy who's not so good. We want the best. But yet, when it comes to politicians, eh, We'll take a guy who can't talk. Eh, yeah, who cares? We'll tell you, you know, Kamala Harris, you know, listen to some of the things she says. Where is she anyway? She they hide her because of the fact that every time she opens her mouth, people go like, oh, my God. What did she just say? People, people say that about me. <laughs> There's a thing yesterday. The, you say that about me. The new gal, they're now calling her KJP, who's the new press secretary, Corrine, whatever, and then John Pierre, whatever like that. There's. She made a comment the other day. She gets... This Peter Ducey guy that works for Fox is always asking her questions, and she's always giving these bizarre answers. He says, "Well, how come he he keeps bringing up the fact that Djokovic, the 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 you know the 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 tennis player, can't come to the United States to compete in a tournament because he hasn't been vaccinated, but yet these people can walk across the border." And he says that, and he says, "Well, how come Aaron Djokovic or whatever his name is, Yvon Djokovic, whatever his name is, how can't come come fly in the United States and compete in a tennis tournament, but people just walk across the border?" And she says, "Well, first off." Peter, nobody's just walking across the border. So the next thing you see is there's a picture, security camera pictures of all these people walking across the border. And then there's the one that went up yesterday. There's like literally a thousand people war, you know, walking through the river, the Rio Grande River, from Mexico into Texas. They're going. They're literally the river. Apparently, there's got a drought down there, and the river's so low, you can literally walk across the river. And the, there's the the video of I saw yesterday of at least a thousand people just walking from Mexico in the water up to their waists, and then they they come out of the water and they're in the United States. And she says nobody's just walking across the border. Yeah, right. Where's she come? You know, what what planet does she live on? I'm sorry. You know what, Shelley? What, Brad? I feel much better. And you know what? You do? I'm so glad because when you keep that stuff all bottled up, then you just get weird. And it's all... So I'm glad that you can, you know, express yourself on this show. And it's all because of my niece, Christy. It is. And and Jack is so phenomenal. Happy birthday, buddy. And one more time, poop and underwear. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. Shelly, you there? Shelly's not back. Okay. She's not back, so I'm going to just play this. I am back. Okay. Hold on a minute. I'm going to play something. Can you listen off air? Yeah. Okay. You ready for this? Listen. Uh-huh. At the start of this decade, I suggested that we live in equally momentous times. That it is up to us now to decide whether our form of government would endure and whether history still had a place of greatness for a quiet, pleasant, greening land called America. Not everything has been made perfect in seven years, nor will it be made perfect in seven times 70 years. But before us, this year and beyond, are great prospects for the cause of peace and world freedom. It means, too, that the young Americans I spoke of seven years ago, as well as those who might be coming along the Virginia or Maryland shores this night, and seeing for the first time the lights of this capital city, the lights that cast their glow on our great halls of government and the monuments to the memory of our great men. It means those young Americans will find a city of hope in a land that is free. We can be proud that for them and for us, those lights along the Potomac are still seen this night. 
signaling as they have for nearly two centuries, and as we pray God they always will, that another generation of Americans has protected and passed on lovingly this place called America, this shining city on a hill. There it is. There it is. Is that incredible or what? That was beautiful. And once again, you know what that was? January 25th, 1988, it was Ronald Reagan's last State of the Union address. This was his final year of being president. He'd been president for seven years. This was it. He was going to be out. Matter of fact, they had the election in 88, which ultimately brought in, uh, who was it in 88? Uh, 88 was, uh, it was, oh, it was, it was, it was, it was George, George Bush, the vice president. And, and then, and he was, he was elected in 88 and he served from 89 to 93. And then it was Bill Clinton elected in 92. Okay. Listen to that, the way he talked. I mean, didn't hearing that, I mean, I know did, did some people. Did you hear his final speech? Yeah, but, but what, here, let me go back to this. Okay. No, I mean his final speech yes. when he was saying goodbye. I know, but here, I'm going to go back to this. Okay. Yeah. Here he's saying this, and he's not making fun of the, the Republicans or the Democrats. He's not, you know, saying so-and-so. You know, and people go like, well, Trump, that's all he did. I get it, and that did wear on me. You know, I'm, you know, there are a lot of things about Trump that I'm thinking to myself, dude, first off, dude, get over the 2020 election. You know, if Trump were going to have any chance of, you know, running for president again, he would one morning wake up and, and come in front of the people and say, you know what, I'm not really happy how you know, 2020 turned out, but you know what? It's time to move on. We've got a country to fix and 2024 is around the corner and we're just going to forget about what happened in 2020. I'm not going to say another thing about it. And people go, yes, this is, this is the guy. Instead, he keeps harping on the, give me a break. It's like somebody, it's like somebody who's on a sports team who loses a game because the umpire blows a call. Well, you know, we would have won that game if the ump hadn't made that bad call. Dude, move on. You know, I mean, once again, did you play perfectly that night? Did you did you throw did you if you were a pitcher, did you throw a no hitter when you were a batter? Every time you went up to the plate, did you hit a home run? Every ball that would hit to you, did you make a perfect, you know, catch and a perfect throw to first base? No. You screwed up a couple of those. That's life. People screw up. You know? But yet this is the kind of thing like why can't we have people like this? Instead we got we got <laughs> I shouldn't do it. <laughs> You really shouldn't. We have, hold on a minute. We have, if you can find it. We have, we have, we have this. Bend down and whisper in my ear. Or this. They'd actually breathe in my nostrils to make me move, to get get me moving. <sighs> Come on. You did it. I'm sorry. No, you're not. And even our governor, you know, once again, I know he's a farm boy. I know he's got that little bit of accent, but... He just doesn't do much on the inspiration scale as far as I'm concerned. You know, when he talks, I'm going, okay, whatever. You know, and then Sam Page, our county executive in St. Louis County, you know, when Sam talks, nobody listens. Now, Steve Ellman, St. Charles County, he's pretty good. Yes, he is. We've seen him in front of uh, many groups in St. Charles County. Tim Brinker in, in, uh, in Franklin County, really good. I mean, really good on the microphone. Tim Brinker is an excellent orator and excellent speaker okay once again these people are our leaders and our leaders because a they make us even if they don't necessarily perform they at least make us feel good that they're trying to do the right thing i know that sounds sort of stupid but you know isn't it sort of the way it is you know it is and when you're married if if you know if your husband doesn't ever clean the bathroom 
and he says to you, honey, I'm really trying to keep the bathroom clean. I'm not doing a good job. You're at least going to say, oh, well, thanks for trying, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, I would say, please remember. No, no. No, you'd say, never mind. You'd say, stop. Nope, nope, nope. nope. Stop putting your underwear on the floor and pick it up and throw it in the hamper, right? (laughs) Actually, that's not what I used to say, but I'm not going to repeat it. (laughs) Anyway. Say thank you, Shelly. Thank you, Shelly. Okay, the smartest woman in the world is just ripping me apart. Uh, by the way, <laughs> we've got our new social media site up, westplex.social. Yes, it's westplex.social, not westplex.social.com. It's westplex.social. And it's really starting to take off to the point where so much, it crashed the server yesterday. Had to have the, reser- the server reset twi- twice yesterday. The info dude says, give, here we go. This day in music, September 1st, 1979, U2 releases their first record called U2-3, available only in Ireland. Do you know this? 1984. No, I didn't. Love's, Love's, what's Love Got to Do With It? 1984, Tina Turner, her first number one single as a solo artist. Barry Gibb. You born love in, her. Oh, Tina Turner. Barry Gibb, born in 1946. Gloria Estefan, born in 57. 1970s. 1970, the Bee Gees singer Barry Gibb, 24, weds former Miss Edinburgh, Linda Ann Gray. That's what happened on this day, September 1st in music history. And that's all on westplex.social. <laughs> Thank you, Info Dude. <laughs> you, don't, you don't look at this, do you? You see, I do. I'm looking at it now. Okay. Do you see the picture that Info Dude put up yesterday? Yes, I do. It says, I'm wondering if this is similar to the car mentioned on the BS show Wednesday. You see what it is? It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a Woody. <laughs> right, it's a Woody. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what a Woody is, go take a look at Westplex.social. It's that, and and once again, and this if you is... don't know what a Woody is, and you and you wonder what we're talking in context. Listen to the podcast. Yes, westplex.social is a free site. You can go there. We won't figure out what your blood type is. We won't have any DNA come through our computer. We won't send you, well, maybe someday we'll send you ads, but right now it's just, it's just, and even if you don't sign up, you can just watch everything. You know, on Facebook, if you don't sign up, you can't see people's profiles and stuff like that. Uh-huh. On, on this one, we don't care. If you sign up, we'd love to have you on there. It's real easy to sign up. Uh, matter of fact, we get more and more, we signed up several more people yesterday. Part, like, yes, we did. That's what crashed the server. So. Yep, Chandler. And, and Welcome, yeah, honey. Right. I don't even know who that is. We don't know who. I don't either. I don't know who most of these people are. Who are you, Chandler? Yeah, who are these Tell people? Tell us a little bit about yourself. I think he was on Friends. Wasn't he on Friends? Uh, was that one of, one of the guys' friends, Chandler? Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, so what we're trying to do is instead of you – see, this is this is so crazy. I'm going to say this. I'm going to get in trouble for this. We have people You've that we know – You've been saying stuff you're going to get in trouble for well, the whole show. Okay, here we go. We have people that we know that will say, oh, you have to do business locally, and, and you have to do business locally, and you have to get on Facebook. Hold on a minute. You say we have to do business locally, and we have to get on Facebook. Isn't that owned by some rich dude in California? Oh, well, but that's different. Okay, so you're saying we have to do business locally, but yet – Everybody spends their money on Facebook ads and on Google ads, and the money goes to these rich dudes in California, and it doesn't go to the local radio stations, the local TV stations, the local newspapers, you know, community news and stuff like that. Remember, remember the, remember, I won't mention a name. We had a meeting once upon a time, 
with a government official of a of a city of Ofa- uh, I almost said it oh, a city in St. Charles County, okay? And what did the guy tell us? Remember this remember the meeting? Yes, I do. They had they spent no advertising money in their city. They bought no local ads from any nope. of the local people in their city. They spent all their money on Facebook and on what else was he buying? He was buying, he was buying some some um, geolocate service where where he was going to conventions and he was finding the people who were at these conventions and he was geolocating them and sending them information about this city in St. Charles County how they should locate there. And we mentioned that he should be advertising in a local paper and he laughed and he called it a rag. Remember? Um. That I don't remember. I just remember the uh, dollar amount. Right, and 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 I I thought to myself, and this guy is, <laughs> and once again, and this guy nope. is like, is, don't. Well, I'm sorry. I mean, once again, don't. hypocrisy. It's like if I hypocrisy say hypocrisy is just part of being a human. If I say I believe in 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 uh, you know in in supporting local businesses, but yet I I go to Starbucks every morning for coffee, I'm not supporting a local business. You know what I'm saying? Yes. If if I say it's just like some of the politicians, it's just like you know. And and once again, I'm not going to say this because for a long, long, long time, Schnooks was one of our best advertisers. I go into one of my Schnooks I go to, and there's a big sign that says, we buy local. And I'm going, not radio, you don't, (laughs) because they don't buy us anymore. Instead, they buy all the companies that are either in New York or Philadelphia. You know, radio. Okay, right. Yeah, right. We buy local. No, you don't. You know, once again, (laughs) I'm sorry. And for you feel I, better. I say up front for years, Schnooks was a good advertiser for us, and then came, and then then along came Dave Peacock, and it all ended. Thank you, Dave Peacock. Who's that? Dave Peacock's a guy who used to be one of the head dudes down at the Anheuser Busch Brewery. Matter of fact, when 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 Imbev bought out Anheuser Busch and they kicked all the bushes out, they made him like the figurehead. Supposedly he was like in charge of the brewery, but he wasn't. And then he left the brewery, and he was the guy who headed up the the ill-fated attempt to try to keep the Rams. He was the guy trying to build the stadium in North City. And then he ended up being the uh, the um, um, senior vice president in charge of advertising at Schnucks, and and he changed everything, and there went all our advertising. So, and once again, he was like the local guy who didn't buy local. So, anyway, that's neither here nor there. But I do appreciate Schnooks was a great advertiser for years, and we do appreciate that. And I return the favor, and I try to do most of my shopping at Schnooks. I do. I'm in there. Matter of fact, that's true. You do. You I'm, love their bagels. I love their bagels, and I love I love they, their potato chips. You know, hey, let me tell you something right now. You go to the Quickie Mart and you buy that bag of the, the Lay's potato chips, which gets smaller and smaller and smaller every month, and the price gets they going really up do. and up and up and up. It's like almost like two bucks for a little bag of potato chips. Go to Schnooks, and you can buy their house brand potato chips for a dollar, and it's like three times the size of the Lay's the Lay's potato chips. I'm telling you now. For all I know, the Schnooks potato chips are not made here in St. Louis. They're probably made someplace else. But at least they're giving it a shot at it. And they're great potato chips. The barbecue ones are really good. One of my favorite. I had a I had a half a bag yesterday because, quite honestly, I can't eat the whole bag. It's so many potato chips in there. I had one of my infamous potato chip bagel sandwiches. God, that was good. 
<laughs> You're so funny. It was. Are we going to talk about the Cardinals baseball cap that's going around? The hands up, don't shoot cap? Yes. I'll tell you what, we're way behind. i got to take a break here. Uh, maybe the next break. Maybe we'll hold that up tomorrow. Let's let's take okay. a break. It's 7.53. You know, the smartest woman in the world sent me something the other day that I didn't really pay much attention to. And now I'm going to ask her if she's listening to send that to me again. You know what it was about? No. Migratory birds. And it was interesting. Migratory waterfowl. Well, no, not waterfowl, just migratory birds. And it talked about how they're coming right through the St. Louis area. And it had these maps that shows where they're coming. And can I tell you something funny? Yesterday... I came back to the office and I parked under, underneath the tree and I was in my car for a couple of minutes, like, you know, doing some stuff on my phone. And I'm hearing like, bunk, 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 bunk. I go, what's going on with my car? I had the engine off, you know, radio was off the whole bit. I'm just you sitting in the car. You were getting dive bound, weren't you? <laughs> the birds were in the tree pooping on me. And I get out, I get out of the car <laughs> and I'm going like, have a sunroof. I'm getting out of the car. I'm going like, oh my God, there's like hundreds of birds up in this tree. I'm going like, what in the world is this? And it's because of the fact that she sent me this. And if she listened to the other day, we'll talk about this tomorrow. There's, there's a website for everything. There's a website that tracks the migratory uh, path of birds. And we are like smack dab in the middle of this migratory path from all these birds. That's really true. And actually the ATIS um, at the at Lambert, right? Um, it, it actually says... Be aware of migratory waterfowl. Well, but it's not to just, the plains. Not not just waterfowl, but it's migratory birds. I mean, you know. Cause I understand that, Brad. You, but you suck in a bunch of robins. You know. I mean, you know. Think just about that. Just work with me here. That's what they say. <laughs> you suck in a bunch of robins. You know, if 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 Shelly were running the show, she'd just pull that off right there, and she'd be playing that all the time. But instead, she's not running the show, so I can do things like. My neighbors never talk to me anyway because they think I don't own a bra. Okay, time for us to go. Say goodbye, Shelly. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> no problem. What a way to end the show. Have a great day, everybody. Peace. I fly. Brad, it's been a slice of heaven as usual. Have a great day. Man-child.